Hello, this is Bill Lytell with Wisdom for Your Walk. Years ago, uh, my secretary got a hold of me and I'm in my office. She said, there's a lady out here that says she must see you now if possible. And I was busy in things and thought, well, okay, let it send her back. And she came back and immediately she walked into my door. It struck me. Her looks. She had a little bandana on. She was obviously bald. She had no eyebrows, no hair. Her skin was pale and grayish. She was, her bone structure was showing. She lost a lot of weight. And some, she didn't, I had to sit and look at her a little bit, but I did remember who she was. She mentioned that she had eaten down at a restaurant a lot of our community people eat at, and that she knew who I was and wanted to come and talk to me. Well, at this stage of the game, you know, I'm looking at her and saying, man, this girl's really sick, possibly with some cancer. But I just said, well, why are you here? And she said to me, she said, preacher, I just got to talk to you before I die, because according to my doctor and all the people I've gone to, I'm going to die within the next couple months or so. I have been a smoker for most of my life since I was a teenager. I knew better. People told me about it. I'd seen other people get lung cancer, but I didn't think I was going to be the one to get lung cancer. And so I continued to smoke. There were times when I tried to quit smoking. I wanted to quit smoking, but I didn't. And here I am just about 40 years old now with very, very little life left. I wanted to come in here to tell you, to tell the people of your church and anybody you can, warn them not to do what I have done not to be what I have been, not to continue to disobey God when he comes by and warns you not to, not to do something. She said, God many times convicted me about smoking, uh, that I would stop and cease. And I tried to quit a couple times half-heartedly and would start up again. I've been a hairdresser all these years and working on girls' hair and looks and concerned about looks. She said, I wanted to join a local independent Bible-believing church. Many different times I went and I realized that I couldn't join up as a member in good standing, having this direct violation of the Word of God and hurting my temple, the body, was smoking, knowing it was bad and it was wrong. And I just wanted to teach Sunday school. I felt God wanted me to teach little boys and girls about Jesus and I got saved early in life. I've been saved all this whole time. I knew Christ my Savior, and I, I tried to do, you know, live for Him in some direction, in some way, but I just never felt like I was close to God. I never felt like I could be close to God with this direct disobedience and willful sin in my life because it's what it was. She said, I, I have blown it. I've blown it. Now I'm to the end of my life. I'm only 40-some years, for about 40 years old, I'm, I'm going to die. There's no more opportunity to join the church. There's no more opportunity to teach Sunday school. Preacher, I've ruined my life. I've wasted my life. There's no going back. She began to weep. She began to weep. I thought of a verse in Matthew chapter 8, verse 11 through 12, where Jesus talked to the Jews who were rejecting him as their Savior and Messiah. And he said, I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Well, that's talking about Gentiles. 
But the children of the kingdom, that's the Jews, shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's regret. You know, she said, preacher, warn people to obey God, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to whatever it takes, do what he wants you to do so you don't have to live a life like I have and come to regret. Oh, my dear brothers, that hit me hard. Regret. Discipline is weighed in ounces, but regret's weighed in pounds. Uh, you can discipline yourself, and maybe you're going to miss some of the pleasures of sin for a season like Moses does. But do you think Moses is sorry he, he missed the pleasures that Egypt had to offer him? And they probably were many. Do you think if for a minute he hesitates to say, I'm so glad that I obeyed God and did his calling? Do you think Moses had any regret in his life uh, about living for God and about forsaking the world and the pleasure of the world and the pleasure of sin for a season, it says in Hebrews 11? No. And dear one, if you'll live for God, you won't have regrets either. If you'll, if you'll obey the word of God and, it's, and, and the Holy Spirit's injunctions to you, you can be you can be an old man or an old woman and you'll say, Boy, it's been good to live for God. I've met a lot of sorry Christians, but I've never met any Christians sorry they live for God and were a Christian. I got right with God at 18 years old. Now I'm 69 years old. Man, oh man. And I can say I'm so happy that day that God came into my life and that I was willing to trust him and I was willing to uh, live for him. Made the Bible my number one book of reading. And I put it as a goal of my life that I could learn what the Word of God had to say. I began to read it from Genesis to Revelation, the old King James Bible. And began to memorize portions of it and put it to my memory and go over it and over it and over it and hide the Word in my heart like it says that I might not sin against sin. And, and to, make it, to make it, try to make my blood flow bibline, as O.C.H. Spurgeon said. That I would just almost have Bible blood. That I would have a Bible vocabulary and I'd have a, a Bible thought pattern and a Bible virtues and Bible habits and, and just, just be saturated. Why? Because what God says is true. The outcome of those that live for God, and I've lived long enough to see full circle in quite a few folks. Let me tell you, the outcome on the people of God that have sought God is great. Fabulous. There is no weeping and gnashing of teeth for them. But for those who, who, who knew Christ as their Savior and, and, and just wouldn't come around, they just wouldn't obey, they just wouldn't put their hand to the plow, and they kept dabbling in the world, one foot with God and one foot in the world. You know, they were what we, the Bible calls and people call worldly Christians. The Bible is clear not to love the world nor the things that are in the world. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, and so many other places. It says in James, to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And so people, you cannot live half in the world, half with God. It's not going to work out. You're going to end up not realizing what you've lost until it's too late. You don't. I just don't want to live a life that I have to lose something before I know I had it. Or I have to lose something of value before I realize it was valuable. Do you? Do you have to live that way? I don't want to live that way. I want to trust God. When he tells me this is valuable and that's valuable, I want to mark that down and live for it. 
And now at 69, I have no regrets in my life. Oh, there's been times I haven't lived perfectly and times I've done stupid stuff. But overall, I'm talking about here today, the big picture. The big picture, no. I am, I am happier as the days go by. But yet I see old people that are getting bitter and getting grumpy and getting nasty and getting regretful and getting hateful. Why? They, did, they lost what they had before they realized they had it. Don't do you have to know what you have before you have to lose it? Do you have to lose something to go back and say, oh boy, that was so valuable? A marriage is that way. Do you have to lose your marriage before you realize you should have been a better wife or husband? Do you have to lose your ability to serve God before you realize you wanted to serve God and would have loved to have served him like this old bald girl in my office? Oh, for her sake, I speak to you now. All this time, I've tried to repeat this over and over again. Know what you have before you lose it. Serve God. Cast the world off. Do the will of God. Be right with God. Have a heart humble, contrite, and broken before God. And trust me, at the end of your life, you're going to say, Oh, thank the Lord I'm not like that old Esau who lost what he had before he realized he had it. May God bless you. Wisdom for your walk. Bill Lytell.